Hey there, everyone. Welcome back to the Mindful Manager Podcast. My name is Art Burns. I'm your host. Really excited to be here with you today talking about mindfulness practices as we do every day here, uh, but not only talking about the practices of mindfulness, but talking about what we get from these practices and what we get from them are really valuable skills, okay? Skills of, of self-awareness, which lead to uh, emotional intelligence. We have the skill of, of stress reduction, the ability to reduce our stress, um, which is a huge benefit for no matter where in life you are. Um, and, and we also get skills of active listening and uh, just general uh, happiness, you know, which is really, really wonderful, of course. Um, but I do call it a practice because that's the key to, to what we're talking about here, okay? Mindfulness practices are activities that sort of, you know, listen, there, there are two ways to learn anything, okay? There's the way that you learn on a cognitive level, right? I don't remember the uh, actual scientific term for it right now, but uh, but there's a, a circuit in your brain that is used to, to learn things cognitively, like when you read something in a book or you listen to it on a podcast or you, you know, attend a seminar, you know, you're learning things in a, in a cognitive level, right, which, which uses a certain circuit of your brain. There's a whole other circuit of your brain that uses, uh, that uses practice to, to learn something, okay, applied learning, right, and and that's why it's very very key not only to understand these, um, you know, the principles of mindfulness and, and how it works, but it's also really important to practice it, okay, because you're going to learn on a much deeper level, and and this is going to affect the neuroplasticity of your brain. You know, we talk about this a lot that neuroplasticity is the is just the principle of of that your brain is is essentially plastic. It's a be, essentially it is moldable. Right, and so the more you do something over and over again, the more you practice something, the more you actually will change the structure of your brain, so that that thing becomes a natural inclination of your brain. Okay, so so that's the key to mindfulness here, right? To, to practicing mindfulness, the more we do it, the more it becomes something that becomes effortless and 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 just automatic for us, right? And that's when the magic really happens, right? Because that's when we can build a, an emotional resilience, and we can we can build a, a sense of true happiness and unshakable happiness as well as an unshakable self-confidence and all kinds of things that can happen. And, and really we're talking about as little as a few minutes a day right now. I mean, obviously the more you do, the stronger the effects are going to be. Okay. But I would certainly put the maximum uh, necessary at somewhere around like 15, 20 minutes, something like that. I mean, I personally do a little bit more than 20 minutes a day. Um, at least some days I double up on that and I do 40. Some days I do an hour. Um, but, but generally speaking, my average is probably about an, uh, 20 minutes a day. 22, 23 minutes a day, something like that. And, um, and so that is, that is plenty, right? And I, and I believe that you can do even less than that. In fact, it's not just me who believes that, but there's a lot of neuroscientists who say as little as three or four minutes a day can, can make a huge difference in your life. Okay. So, um, so, so the, but the importance is to, to, uh, or the important thing is to, to dedicate yourself and set the intention and execute on that intention to do at least a few minutes every single day. Okay. Now there's a number of different types of practices, as I talk about here. Um, one is a guided meditation practice, which I provide to you every Wednesday, a different guided meditation. And so you can literally just plug and play these, uh, just listen to them and follow along. And that's all you got to do, 
right? <laughs> but there's also, um, you know, self-guided meditation, which um, I think maybe next week I'm going to go through uh, that again because a lot of, you know, I've done it before, but I know I have a lot of new listeners here in the last few weeks. And so uh, so make sure you listen next Wednesday. I'm going to go over how to actually meditate and uh, we'll do one, you know, I'll do one with you uh, so we can do that together. And um, But also there's informal practices, right? Things that you can do just every day, just all the different little things that you do in your life, you know, folding laundry, washing clothes, uh, walking around your office space, walking around your house, you know, cooking, uh, brushing your teeth, taking a shower. All of these different activities are are perfect examples of, of opportunities to practice mindfulness, right? Because all mindfulness is at the end of the day is paying attention on purpose in the present moment without judgment, okay? And so, so if you can you know, wash dishes while paying attention to washing the dishes, right? Not wash the dishes and think about the the glass of wine that you're going to have after you're done with the dishes. Not think about the, you know, the the morning commute that you have coming up or not thinking about the meeting that you have tomorrow or or not thinking about what happened earlier today in your social life or whatever, right? If you can do the dishes while thinking about the dishes and, and that means checking in with, you know, basically checking in with your five senses as you're doing the dishes. You know, what are you seeing? What does the light look like? What is the you know, what did the, the, you know, what does the sink look like? You know, um, what are you hearing? What are you smelling? What are you tasting? And, and, and then sense your, your touch, right? Sense the, the sponge in your hand and, and just really pay attention to these things. And if you do that with just about every single, um, activity you do eventually, uh, you will, you will just constantly bring yourself into a place of mindfulness and you'll be practicing it, right? And so that's all you have to do. That's all that we're talking about when we say, when I say uh, practice, I don't know why I always say we, it's just me here, but, um, but uh, um, if, you, if you do these things, that, that's what I'm talking about with, uh, with practice, right? That just, just constantly practicing being, paying attention on purpose in the present moment without judgment. All right. And so, um, and so today I wanted to talk about something that's, that's really, really important to, uh, not only to stress reduction and not only to emotional intelligence, uh, but, but also just to general happiness. And, 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 and I mean, like when I say happiness, I mean the, the kind of real, you know, true happiness that comes from inside, not the kind of happiness that, uh, you know, that comes from like money or, or a new watch or a new car or, or, you know, something like that or even experiences you know i'm talking about the kind of happiness that happens you know like no matter what's going on right it's like a baseline of happiness right and and if you want to increase your baseline of happiness and and specifically this is also really really important in the in the realm of of trying to avoid burnout in your work okay there's almost no single thing no single factor that is more important to avoiding burnout and reducing your stress at work and increasing your happiness like i said um than a sense of purpose okay now i was talking to a group of clients about this last night and uh and i told them that when i when i say that like when i say a sense of purpose a lot of people think about it in terms of like you know the the huge sense of purpose right and i brought to mind for me the old seinfeld episode right where the president of nbc uh you know gets rejected by Elaine and the next thing you know he's on a, a boat you know fighting whaling ships for Greenpeace right that's not the kind of uh, purpose that not, not necessarily the kind of purpose that I'm talking about now, if that's something that you're moved to do, then then by all means do that, right? Like if that's where you really find that your purpose is, and you have the wherewithal in your in your life to do that, then then you should do that. You know, I, I recently heard a story about a um, uh, an attorney 
who was, uh, you know, just came into the office one day and was like, you know, was like, gosh, I've always just wanted to be a bartender. You know, I've never wanted to be a lawyer. You know, all these years of law school, all these, you know, thousands of hours that I put into to working as a lawyer, but all I've ever really wanted to do was to be a bartender because, you know, I want to, you know, help people who, you know, I want to be that person for people. And so he quit his job and now he owns a bar and, and, and that's what he does for a living. And he's, he's happy and he's not burning out and he's not, you know, he's not just dragging himself into work every day, you know. Um, but if it's not about you know, quitting your job and going doing something else for you, which I'm not saying it has to be. In fact, I'm saying it doesn't have to be that. You can easily find a sense of purpose in just about any activity, any occupation that you have. Okay, you know, um, I I recently heard a story uh, that's sort of a condensed version of another form of this story that I know um, that uh, that it was about John Kennedy, John F. Kennedy, the president, um, shortly after declaring that that the U.S. was going to put a man on the moon within 10 years, uh, he went down and toured the, um, the facilities at Cape Canaveral, right, which is where they, you know, they launched the rockets from, right? And so um, <laughs> he was touring the facility, and during the tour, uh, a janitor walked through the, the room where they were standing, right? And of course, you know, he's looking at all these computers and all this, like, real high-tech stuff, especially for the mid-60s, you know? I mean, this was, like, you know, super high-tech, but for us, it looks, like, like archaic, you know? Um, but, but he's in this, like, real high-tech situation and in walks this guy who's you know dressed like a, a janitor and so you know being the president that he was he he said excuse me he walked over to the guy and he said he said hi I'm Jack Kennedy what what do you do here and the guy instead of saying something like well I'm just a janitor or or oh I, I clean the floors or, or I, I clean up after everybody or or my job is to clean up or the bathrooms or something like that instead of saying something like that what the guy said was I'm helping to put a man on the moon. Okay, now that's a perfect example of how you can apply a sense of purpose to what you are doing, right? Like, let's say you work for a, uh, a medical supply company, right? And you are, you know, involved, even if you're a bookkeeper, right? You are, in, and, and there's nothing wrong with being a bookkeeper, by the way, but I'm just saying, like, a lot of times people don't consider themselves as part of the overall thing. Even if you're the, the, the janitor of that company, right? You are helping to make material that save people's lives like that is what you're doing right you know just because your job is to uh, is to do something that has nothing to do with actually making those those uh, medical um, you know devices you know what you're doing is helping that to happen and and if you can align yourself with that sense of purpose with with understanding that that's where you fit in in this grand scheme right so for me you know i'm i'm only a mindfulness coach right like i could say that i could say i just i just help people meditate you know what's what's the big deal there right but but what i can, what i'm really doing is i'm helping change the world you know i am helping to to one person at a time to make this world a more mindful place which means a more patient place a more accepting place and a less violent place and a place where people are more happy okay and so every morning when i get up and and i say okay how am i going to you know do my work today this is what i'm thinking about right and so um and and so again you can do this in any field right any 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 field it doesn't matter what what you're doing you can always find a, a way to attach yourself to a sense of higher purpose and that's the idea right is to attach yourself to something that is larger than yourself
right? And if you can do that, you know, again, you will avoid burnout, you will reduce stress, and you will increase your level of happiness. And that's just how it works. And, and, and failing to do that, okay, failing to get out of the sort of me-centered universe, right, failing to attach yourself to something that's larger than yourself, then chances are your life will not really be truly happy. You will leave, you will lead, generally speaking, a, 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 a you know, a less than, uh, you know, happy life that, that will be, you know, will be colored with moments of happiness and excitement, but overall, you know, you're, you're not going to find fulfillment. And, and so that's, so it's really, really a big deal, you know, to, to kind of, you know, contemplate this a little bit and, and to, and to just, you know, sort of pay attention to it a little bit here and there. Now, again, it does. Now here's the good thing. Okay. The good news is that practicing mindfulness will, will, automatically make you more aligned with your sense of purpose, right? It's like it's unavoidable because what you're doing when you're practicing mindfulness, you are practicing self-awareness. And, and as you're practicing self-awareness, you're building the skill of self-awareness. And, and the more skillful you become at self-awareness, the more you're going to be able to look inside of yourself and decide what it is that you, what is your purpose? You know, because that's the thing. It's different for every single one of us. Like there's no two people it's just like our fingerprints, right? There's no two people who have the same sense of purpose exactly the same same way, right? And so and so your purpose might be different from and it it could also change throughout your life too, you know? So like what your sense of purpose is now at say 40 years old might be completely different from what it was when you were 20 and sort of just starting out in this world, you know? Um and so so while you're practicing mindfulness, it, it's really helpful to, you know, to sort of check in with this once in a while, right? And if and if you're interested there's a couple of definite, uh, a couple of little uh, practices, uh, which I think what I'll do is I'll go over these uh, tomorrow in our um, our uh, informal Friday practice. Right, there are practices you can do uh, to help you to to you know find your sense of purpose. Right, and uh, most of them are um, are journaling. Uh, practices, right? Um, so, you know, there, there's a couple different ways in which you can journal, and I'll go over those tomorrow uh, with you in the Informal Friday episode, because um, if I do it now, I won't have anything to talk about tomorrow. I, I always like to tie it into the this sort of theme <clears throat> of the week, if you will. Um, so, so I'll talk about that tomorrow, but yeah, um, <clears throat> the important thing is that that you can no matter what it is that you're doing for a living right whether you're delivering pizzas you're driving a lift car you're uh or uber whatever uh or you're a professional athlete or you're uh you know whatever it is you do or or being the bookkeeper in a in an advertising agency you know i i worked in advertising for a long time and you know um you know i would work on you know the the premier brands you know of you know like whatever it was like like when I worked for uh, Deutsch Advertising, for instance, they they had there the uh, Western brands of hotels, right? So I was I was dealing with these high luxury uh, hotel ads and and you know billboards that I was making and all these kind of things, right? Um, but at the same time, you know, I was also working on pro bono work, specifically the Michael J. Fox Foundation, right? And um, and so. Yeah, this is a really interesting story. It's just kind of coming to my my mind now that um, that all the while that I was working on those big big luxury kind of ads with million dollar budgets, you know, um, that work was funding the the nonprofit work, right? Because the agency, because they were able to you know to stay open 
through the, the profitable work, that, that enabled them to do non-profit work, right, that they didn't charge for. And one of those was the Michael J. Fox uh, foundation, right, which was working on Parkinson's disease, right, and, and, you know, awareness of Parkinson's disease and trying to find a cure for Parkinson's disease. Well, it just so happens, and this is a very personal thing I'm going to let you into, that, that my mother right now is suffering from Parkinson's disease. So, so how's that for a sense of purpose, right? So, so all that time that I was working on these, these you know, big luxury uh, brands and also helping the, the not-for-profit not um, Michael J. Fox Foundation, I was laying the groundwork that, that my, actual, my mother is actually benefiting from right now, you know? Now, I mean... I don't know that there's going to be a direct connection, but but at least I know that I did my part. You know, um, there's another story that I I, um, I can tell you right now that uh, a client of mine recently told me. It's the story of the hummingbird. So uh, you know, one day picture there's a forest with all kinds of animals living in it, right? And uh, one day a fire broke out, and um, and it was a terrible fire, and and the the whole forest was on fire, burning up, and and so all the animals were running out of of the uh, of the the forest to save themselves, right? And and a lion, as he's running, he looked up in the air and he saw this little red dot floating around up in the air, like floating in a very particular kind of way. And as he looked closer, he realized that it was a hummingbird, right? And the the red beak of the hummingbird was what he saw floating there in the air, sort of like dodging and weaving through the air. And um, and he watched and the hummingbird would, would fly over to the fire and then he would fly back to the, the river or, or the ocean and he would he would go into the ocean and he was he was grabbing a bill full of, of water and going back and dropping that bill full of water onto the uh, onto this raging fire. And the, the lion looked up at the at the hummingbird and said, and said, what are you doing? How do you really think that that's going to help anything? I mean, come on, you're just dropping these little tiny drops of water on this huge raging fire. And the hummingbird looked down at him and he says, well, I'm doing my part. What are you doing? Right. And so, um, and so I love that story so much because, and that, that's again, you know, like the janitor, right? Like, like he's not, you know, building the computers. He's not making a spacesuit. He's not, you know, figuring out the, the science behind the, the mind boggling silent science uh, behind how you get a, a ship to, to blast off from the earth and land on the moon and then come back again. Right. He's all he's doing is pushing a broom across the floor and mopping and, and, you know, wiping down the surfaces and just, you know, generally keeping the place clean, right? So, so the janitor can be seen as that hummingbird, right? Like he's not doing anything to, to create that, that, you know, to put that man on the moon, but he is, right? Because without him cleaning everything up, then the scientists are not going to be able to function the way that they're supposed to function, you know? And so, so whatever he's doing, he's doing his part to put that man on the moon. You know, now this is how you can look at your sense of purpose too. whatever it is you do for a living. I promise you. And if you can't find it, okay, I'm going to go over these exercises tomorrow. But but if you can't even find it through that, you know, call me up, email me. Let's talk for 15 minutes. I promise you I can help you find something. Okay, I promise you. I've done this exercise with lots of people and um, and I can certainly help you too. All right, whatever it is, even if you tow cars for a living, there is something that we can find a sense of purpose. Okay, I promise you. All right, everybody. So uh, with that, I'm going to say that if you do want to get in touch with me, it's very, very simple to do so. Okay, you just simply either email me at art at artburnscoaching.com or you can go to my website, artburnscoaching.com. And on the front page there, there's a little button that says uh, free phone consultation. If you click that, you'll drop into my online calendar program. 
Just pick a time and a date that works for you. Schedule it, okay? They're 15-minute slots. There's no obligation here. There's no promise of anything. There's no expectations. All we're going to do is is spend 15 minutes of of time on the phone with each other. And uh, if we need a follow-up call, we'll do a follow-up call. Um, There's no no obligation to buy anything. There's no cost involved with this. It's just a, a free resource that I offer to my listeners, and I'm happy to offer it to you right now. And so, uh, so you just simply uh, pick a time that works for you. You put in a couple of pieces of information, your name, your email address, your phone number, and whether or not you want a video call or a, or a phone call, a lot of people who work, uh, who, who are outside of the U.S. prefer a video call because it's enormously cheaper, you know, just to do a call over the internet. And uh, so either way works for me. And uh, simply hit save and we will be booked. And I will contact you at that given uh, time and day. And, um, and we can talk for 15 minutes and I can help you to figure out um, what your sense of purpose with, with whatever your daily occupation is because this is really, really helpful. All right, and I'm more than happy to spend that 15 minutes helping you do that, okay? And in addition to that, if you'd like to know about, um, you know, about coaching and, and working with me on this stuff, you know, I, I, I would love to tell you about that too, but only if you're asking uh, because I don't like to force it on people, uh, but I do like to help people because I tell you the, 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 results that my clients get are just it's it's inspiring it really is and i just i love to see people go through it so so i would love to see you go through that too all right everybody that's all i got for today i'll be back tomorrow and uh i'll talk to you about those practices uh to help you to to align with a sense of purpose or to find a sense of purpose for yourself okay um just say before before i leave you um it's also not necessary that if you, you know, if you can't find something that you're really aligned with, with what you're doing, right? If, if it doesn't work for you to say like, okay, yeah, I'm the janitor, I guess I'm helping them do these big things, but I don't feel it, right? Then the other options are before you quit your job and go work for Greenpeace, uh, the, the other options are um, to, to donate your time to something, right? Or to, or to donate a chari- to a charitable organization, you're, you know, if you have money to donate, to donate that, you know, because doing that is a great way to, to connect with your sense of purpose. And there's lots of, uh, lots of evidence and, uh, and uh, data out there that show that, um, that people who volunteer their time, they generally don't suffer from uh, depression or anxiety. Uh, They're much happier people. They are much more fulfilled people. And that's exactly the reason why we're talking about here. All right. So anyway, we can talk about that if you want to call me um, and I would love to hear from you. All right, everybody have a great day. Talk to you soon. Take care.